Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly O'Neill. Profitpreneurs are rewriting the rules for entrepreneurial business success in how they operate and scale their businesses, make more money, and design their businesses to give them more unplugged time in the process. Each week, join me for insightful and candid interviews with the most brilliant business minds, celebrity influencers, and fellow profitpreneurs who are disrupting the status quo and are going to leave you inspired to rewrite the rules in your own business. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Profitology Podcast. I am so thrilled to see so many of you coming over to the Profitpreneur Circle and joining us there so that you can learn about our Collaborate to Accelerate model. We've got that profit intensive coming up in just a few weeks. You can learn more about that over in the Profitpreneur uh, Circle on Facebook. And today, I am thrilled to bring you guys a fantastic interview with Tim Vogel, who is the CEO and founder of a very cool business model called ScentHound. And you guys know that I am obsessed with my puppies and entrepreneurship. So he is blending the two of those together. So this is going to be a phenomenal interview where he's going to be really sharing the secret to his success in scaling this business. And I will tell you, for any of you who want to scale a business, you are not going to want to miss this episode because he is dropping some major knowledge about the importance of culture in scaling businesses. So Tim is an entrepreneur and CEO. He, his passion is doing what he's doing every single day. He's got extensive experience starting and running small to mid-sized businesses. And he really, he really acknowledges that his superpower is asking the right questions, identifying barriers, and offering creative process-driven solutions. So combining his entrepreneurial drive as well as his love for his dog, Lucy, um, he founded ScentHound with a vision of revolutionary revolutionizing the pet care industry, and he has done just that. So he is going to share that journey with you. He is going to share his ups, his downs, his tips for success. This is going to be a phenomenal interview. So grab a pen and paper, and here we go. All right, everyone, welcome to the Profitology Podcast. You guys, I'm so excited today. Um, and Tim, I am so excited to have you here because those of you who follow me know that I am an avid dog mommy. So this is a, this is a topic that is just near and dear to my heart. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having us. I'm excited to talk about doggies. 
I, me too, right? Like business and dogs in one day. I'm losing my mind. This is fantastic. <laughs> All right, so tell me a little bit about, you know, you founded a company called Sendhound. Tell everyone a little bit about what your company is and, and what you do, and then we're going to jump into the business behind that, that the models behind that. Absolutely. So uh, Scenthound is an acronym. Uh, stands for skin, coat, ears, nails, teeth, the five core areas that dogs need care. And we're really a, a wellness-focused, membership-based dog grooming business. And so the, the, the easiest way to understand it is if you've got a dog, you can drop them off. Um, and we will do a bath, clean their ears, brush their teeth, clip their nails in about 15 to 20 minutes. And we've positioned wow. all of our retail locations in um, uh, errand intensive shopping centers, mostly grocery store anchored shopping centers. And so what we've really done is created a way for you to be able to combine your errands. So you can drop your dog off, go to the grocery store, go to the coffee shop, go to the dry cleaners, pick your dog up and go home. And now you've knocked a couple things off your list without a lot of extra effort. Oh my God. I love that. I was literally just running up. It's so funny. This really does matter in business. You guys, if you're having location based companies, literally just yesterday, I, I was running some errands. Uh, my personal system was off for the day and they had to be, they had to be done. So I was up there. I was up at CVS grabbing my vitamin D and I had to go to the dry cleaner and I was up uh, grabbing some mail at my post office box and I happened to walk by an insurance company and the insurance company, I'm, actually looking for a new insurance company right now. And there was an insurance company in the shopping center. And I thought, well, that's odd. And then I thought, well, that's perfect. Because if I ever need anything, I can just do it all in one shot. So I love that you, you've really, you know, thought that through in the way that you target your ideal clients, because you obviously know us, right? Yes. Our, the, your, your clients are not just dog owners. They're, they're puppy parents, which is totally yes. a different thing. Yes, and the statistics is something like 68% of dogs now sleep in people's beds. And so- Well, I mean, where, and there's Emerson saying, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, where, where else would they sleep? <laughs> exactly, and so people aren't washing their own cars, they're not cleaning their own pools, they're not mowing their own lawn, they're not cleaning their own houses, and people really don't wanna be washing their own dogs. And, and there's a lot of things about their health that they just don't know the best practices for. So we've made it just fast, easy, and affordable for people to get all that taken care of. I love it. I love it. And, you know, you've been an entrepreneur. What made you decide to get into this? I mean, this is, this is such a cool idea. What, what was kind of your journey to this? Yeah, so um, uh, we had our first son. Um, my wife uh, said, hey, let's get a dog. I said, no way. I don't want a dog. I want to I hang out after work. I want to do that stuff. Anyhow, she, she won that argument. We got the dog, and I felt an absolute love with the dog. Um, and at the time when we had our son, I was thinking about a quality of life change. And so I started looking at other businesses, different industries. And I said, God, how cool would this to be, to be in a dog business working with something that I'm totally passionate about. Uh, so I started a mobile pet grooming franchise really with the vision of, um, building it and then scaling it somehow, probably through franchising. And once I started this business, I learned pretty darn quick that I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know anything about the business and there was a huge learning curve for me. But the other thing I really learned is that this business was not scalable and there was a couple major barriers to scalability. And so I had to really go back to school to figure out how to remove these barriers to scalability. And so that's been the journey really over the last 10 years, figuring out how to create scalability for things like staffing, uh, hiring qualified technicians that know how to do the work it's 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 a real challenge in this industry that are reliable 
Yeah, and so in mobile business, you got to find someone that can groom a dog, which is a trade, someone who can drive a van, and someone who can talk to a customer. And finding all three was really their trifecta, which is super hard to find. Uh, and so we, we ended up solving that problem by opening a retail center and actually bringing the apprenticeship in-house. So we went to one of the larger grooming schools in the nation. We bought their curriculum. And then we hired people that were a good fit for us, not technicians. And then we made them technicians through 13 different uh, courses they did in-house with us. You know, I, I just want to, I want to, for those of you who are listening, I want to stop right there because he just hit on one of my million dollar tips for creating high performance companies. So repeat, if you don't mind, repeat what you just said, because that is literally a million dollar tip for a scaling company. I appreciate that. So, so when we went out and tried to find people in the marketplace that had the skills necessary, we found a wide range and it was very hard to find the people that had the skills necessary to, to meet our standards. So what I decided to do is never hire those people again. I would out, go out and hire people that had the personalities, the attitudes, the passion, the skill, and we made the skills. And so we put them through our curriculum. So they start as a bather and that's all they do. And then we slowly build the skills as they progress through our organization. They get paid more, they get higher skills. And so, you know, one of our greatest success stories is uh, a woman named Jenna. She manages all of our corporate centers. She started with me as a bather eight years ago. I am obsessed with this. Yes, this is exactly what we teach in our, when we're working with companies and with leaders, and this is exactly what we do in our own companies um, to, to help create a high-performance team that actually helps build your business for you because they're so invested at that point. You've invested in them. You've given them yes. a shot. And by the way, they're also being trained on your specific curriculum. So I love that. I love that. So what made you decide to then take the, the, the pivot and start to, you know, go from these errand based lo locations and start to say, you know, I really, I'm really, I'm really on to something. And also really quick, how long does it take for you to bathe the, when, when someone drops the dog off? So that was another big thing. You know, it, one of the big insights I had ever, after having been in this industry for a while is the entire industry was moving towards better haircuts. So it's all about the stylist. It's about the artistry. There's even movies and documentaries coming out about the artistry. And when yeah. I sat down and really reflected on them. it, <laughs> yes, which are fun, right? Totally. Um, but if you looked at the top 10 breeds owned in the U.S., only two of them need a haircut. Eight of them don't, but all dogs need care. And so I really said, wait a minute, there's just a huge population of dogs out there that aren't getting the care they need. And so we flipped the whole model upside down and said, we're going to really focus on the 80% of dogs that don't need haircuts, even though we do haircuts, but I'll talk about that in a second. But really, how do we make it fast, easy, and affordable for those people? So to answer your question, people can drop off and within 15 to 20 minutes, that dog is bathed, the nails are clipped, the teeth are brushed, the ears are clean, in and out the door so that it fits your lifestyle and you still have a clean, snuggle-ready dog to sleep in your bed with you. I absolutely adore that. You know, that's one of the, the challenges with, you know, um, I actually use a mobile groomer. And mm -hmm. the reason I use a mobile groomer is because um, I don't like dropping my dogs off yes. and leaving them there in a cage for eight hours. Yes. You know, this way, they literally, I have three dogs, so they literally pull up in front of my house yep. and one at a time, and yep. it is so much faster. And I don't care even about paying a little bit more. But I'll tell you right now, if I had this in my town, I would be doing this like every single week. 
Yeah, so we really wanted to fit those two needs. I the, fit those two needs. I still have the mobile grooming, but if you looked at kind of the demographics out there, you know, this being the most yep. affluent, this the least, mobile grooming can only really be met by that top 10, 15%. So we wanted to make it for everybody and still meet all of their needs around fast, easy, and affordable. And so that was, one of the, that was one of the other big innovations and then a huge risk we took as a business was finding, in the way I always describe it, is finding simplicity on the other side of complexity. And really, when you look at the breeds, there's almost a couple hundred breed standard haircuts out there, right? And there's all kinds of stories about why we have those haircuts. They were mostly functional working dog haircuts. We took the big leap of saying we were only going to do one haircut, one length all over, make it look cute, which significantly reduced our training time and our scalability, but at the same time um, allowed us to uh, serve the customer and meet their needs and have a nice, cute looking dog. And, and what we found is that we, we really lost about 5% of our customers. And, and we were okay with that because that 5% were the really particular customers, the customers that I'd be arguing with Mrs. Smith about Fluffy's top knot. And I found that most people really didn't <laughs> care about that. <laughs> and, and they're stylists all over. But what we really provide is that fast, easy, and affordable care and wellness focused uh, service. Okay, I love it. What made you decide then to go and and really get into, you know, because this is this is when businesses are looking to scale, and I work with a lot of clients who come to me who've got this amazing, you know, I mean, you're really you're ultimately disrupting the market. I mean, Petco should be scared. PetSmart yes. should be scared. Yes. You know, you're disrupting the the dog grooming industry because you have fit a market need that no longer. Um, you fit a market need that didn't exist before, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. this is going to become the new, the new way that you do your, 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 you know, that you, that you take care of your animals and make sure that they're, because like even just your acronym alone, I'm like, ooh, proprietary formula. Like yes. I'm not going to get that anywhere else. So it's brilliant brand positioning. I love it. Um, what made you then decide to go, all right, we're, we're ready to franchise this and we're ready to get this, this out? Well, I think exactly the point you're making. So what we found from the, the experiments and all our locations are honestly experiments and we've been experimenting for really 10 years trying to perfect this thing. We've now solved it. And, and I think um, if we're not copied, then there's something not good about the model and the model's fantastic. So um, I think rapidly scaling this is kind of the next strategy that we've put in place. And so we looked at a myriad of ways to go about scaling this business. And franchising was just kind of the marriage of two of my loves. So I'm very involved in something called Entrepreneur's Organization. I ran a program that helps entrepreneurs scale their business above a million dollars. And um, so combining kind of my love for this business and dogs and my love for entrepreneurialism, franchising really solved that problem for me and really is, gets me most excited. So that's kind of one piece is rapidly scaling it. And, and really, I think the, the big vision for us and, and really moving this business into the future is not only providing a fast, easy service for the end user, but really the data behind this. So if I have a thousand franchises out there and I'm capturing the health data on your dog every time they come in, it puts me in a much better position to come to you as the consumer and say, hey, did you know based on your breed, the genetics on your dog, this is the best health solution for your dog? Did you know 80% of people within your area with your breed are using this kind of food? Or, you know, on and on and on. There's ways that we can use this data now. And franchising is really a way for us to be able to become a data-hungry company that can collect the data to better make this industry work, to make this industry work smoother, better, and faster. I absolutely love it. 
So on this, on this journey, because I mean, and also like why franchising? Because I mean, you could have licensed, you could have, you know, certified people to use this methodology. What made you choose the franchise model? Because I really want to, I, I love the entrepreneur. I love the success that comes from the entrepreneur. I love that entrepreneurial journey. And so just being kind of arm in arm with that entrepreneur and helping them live their own life. It's just, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the juice that gets me up every day. Right. And so there's oh really gosh, kind of, there, we're, two we're, you're like my brother from another mother. <laughs> so our North star is we remove barriers so people can love and connect with their dogs every day. So we really are in the love business. We're helping keep dogs clean and healthy so that people can snuggle and practice love every single day. So that's kind of one thing that fires me up every single day. And then that entrepreneurial journey of people finding their way, finding their own voice, creating something of value and doing it while they're passionate about it, supporting their community, supporting rescue leagues, all of that stuff dovetails for me, which just gets me super excited. I love it. So on this journey, I love to always ask people, you know, because entrepreneurship is a journey. There is no overnight Oh yeah. Success story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, you know, people, when people ask me why I charge so much, I said, because I already made all the mistakes for you. And yep. I, I've lost millions. I'm going to make sure you don't. So what are some of the, the, like, what are your top three learning lessons on this journey? Yeah. So, you know, it was interesting. I was actually having this in one of these big insights the other day, and I was kind of thinking about all the people that support have supported me through this journey and how I couldn't have done it with those people. And I started thinking about the people that didn't believe in what I was doing and told me it was stupid or told me, you know, dog businesses. And I'm actually more grateful for those people because one of the big lessons I had to learn on my journey was um, I had to believe in myself. I couldn't have someone else validate or verify what I was doing. And, And kind of above all else, I had to have those people say, I don't believe in you. And so that I wasn't using an external source for my value system. I, I had to then say, well, do I believe in me? Am I going to take the bet on me? Am I the person that's going to do it? And, and uh, total, to, that I think one of my biggest insights recently is just the gift that those people gave me because they didn't believe in me. And then I was then forced to believe in myself. Okay, what's a, what's another lesson that you that you learned? I mean, that that is a phenomenal one. Yeah, so another lesson is uh, that <laughs> I, I'm not good at everything, um, and you know, uh, it's uh, the way I put it with my team is when to show up and when to shut up, and I've gotten much better at knowing when to shut up, and that there are people out there that are so much better at me on things like accountability, on execution, on follow through. Like I'm really great with the ideas, the innovation, the, 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 the product creation, but um, I am not, I'm not great at those other things. And I did them. I was good enough to get the business off the ground and running. But once we started to really operate, I found that I was the barrier to growth, not the, not the reason for growth. We often find that. So, so Tim and I were talking before we started recording this episode, and he is an innovator entrepreneur. And when you, uh, in the profitpreneur profile types, when you took that, Mm-hmm. Was that just dead on? Yeah, dead on. I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and, right. And I wish I had that 10 years ago because I had no idea 10 years ago, right? <laughs> oh, my friend, if, if I had a nickel for every time someone has said that to me, you have no idea. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it, but it is true is that innovators do end up becoming unless they partner with people. And I think that's such a good, they do end up becoming the barrier to their success because yeah. it's that pattern that if you stay in that pattern of new ideas, new ideas, nothing actually comes to fruition and they don't get anything done. Right. Yeah. So you were able to see that and step aside, which is a huge reason why you've created the success that you've created. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Yes. And let's, let's get, just give me one more good juicy nugget one. Culture each process for lunch. And um, oh, when, 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 when you really get clear on your culture, and, and, and this, you probably won't be able to see this, but this is our architecture stack. It defines exactly who we are. So our mission. Oh, you guys, we can upload that. And we can upload what he's showing me into the show notes. So we'll, Love no, to. are you willing to send that to yes. us? A hundred percent. So check out the show notes at kellyoneal.com and go onto our podcast page and you'll be able to see exactly what he's talking about. So this is a poster on the wall of every one of our centers. We start a daily huddle every single day, realigning around our North star. So we remove barriers so that people can love and connect with their dogs every day. That's why we're here. We're doing that. We're helping people practice love at home every day. We're not a dog washing business. We're a love business. And when we all get really aligned with that, then the day goes by easy. People make choices that are aligned with our customers and with our, with our, uh, with our values, which is dog first, one pack, bring love, seek growth, make a difference. And so just kind of totally getting clear, clear on that and making that the center point to your business accelerates growth, accelerates alignment, and, and ultimately makes an impact in the world. I absolutely love this. Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. If you guys want to find out more about Tim and his company, Scent Hound, where shall they go to see if there's a Scent Hound location near them or to learn how to franchise? Uh, so ScentHound.com, and that's S-C-E-N-T-H-O-U-N-D, or ScentHoundFranchise.com. So whatever your interest is, you can check out either one of those websites and see where we're at. Perfect, everyone. And like I said before, we will have all of this information about Tim and his company, Sandhound, available in our show notes on the Profitology site. Thank you so much for joining us. And until the next episode, we'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Profitology Podcast. If you did, please share the show with someone that you know and help spread the word to your followers on social media. This is how we reach more entrepreneurs just like you around the world. Also, I'd like to continue the conversation with you about all things profitology. So please join me and your fellow profitpreneurs in our free Facebook group. You can find us at profitpreneurcircle.com. I frequently go live in our community to share tips, trainings, and innovative profit acceleration strategies, as well as resources that can help you accelerate your results in your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.